Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-line plot holes and gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy We're here to investigate the media if indeed that is what it is Oh, it's a rock that bleeds Now that's... It's too amazing to even contemplate it. It's like they're evolving. A little baby seem to be growing up. Well, I hope they don't make it to puberty. Look in my suit! You're all sealed up! That's impossible! Well, tell me I'm sealed up! I know there's a bug in my... Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned, Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. The 2001 summer blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, Evolution. I love this movie, Steve. <laughs> I know you do. This movie. I 100% fully recognize this is a bad movie. Mm-hmm. This is a movie full of butt jokes, which I don't usually think are funny. This is a movie where the biggest stars are David Duchovny and Orlando Jones, the make seven up yours guy. An Academy Award nominee, Julianne Moore. Okay. And they didn't even mention Dan Aykroyd. Who? He's one of the Ghostbusters. Oh, that's where I know that name from. <laughs> oh, you know the bad guy from My Fellow Americans? Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that guy. Um, but I fucking love this movie. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. It's, uh, it's controversial. No, I know. It's, uh, 
It's fun, though. Yeah, yeah. This movie is fun. This movie is not as bad as you all remember it being. Steve remembered this movie as god-awful. And when we watched it, was it two years ago, I guess? About that, yeah. I remember after we turned it off, him going, that was not as bad as I remembered it. (laughs) Well, I guess that's it for this episode. No, no. (laughs) Uh, But before we really get into depth in this movie. We are not sober enough for this. (laughs) We are not. Reach into the uh, mystery beer box. Ooh, mystery beer box. Let's see. I have a Lagunitas India Pale Ale. Ooh, from Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. It's always a good one. And because this is out of our beverages and more beer box, and they're not known for the freshest beers, I'm going to go ahead and guess this is uh, pre-being bought by, uh, excuse me, who is it who bought Lagunitas? Mm. Heineken. Pre-Heineken. There you go. I'm going to pop my top. Hey, honey, are you ready for this? Anytime, oh my gosh, anytime, sweetie. Grip. Oh, my top! <laughs> and then she throws beer all over herself. I did. Honey, you want to lick it off me? Oh! You got a top on. That's uh, refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> and the pour. Just paint beautiful pictures with our mouths. <laughs> yeah, but Steve, this is an audio podcast. You have to make sounds. Well, that's why we do it naked. <laughs> All right. So this beer is a nice, clear beer. It's like kind of a dark straw color. Got a white, frothy, creamy head on it. Mm-hmm. Mm, you can smell Ooh. the hoppy aroma. It's kind of juicy hoppiness. A little bit of pine on that. A little bit of floral. Steve's gone in for the taste. Yeah. What are your impressions? Yeah, good, uh, good, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, good piney hop <laughs> characteristic. It's not light on body either. It's a nice, well-rounded mm. little, uh, little beer. Yeah. If you're a huge hop head, uh, this will probably be about the weakest hops you'll like. If you're just getting into hoppy beers, this will probably be about the max you can handle. This is a good, well-rounded little IPA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little, I, little mellower than it usually is with the Lagunitas I've had in the past, but that also may be because it could be six months old for all we know. <laughs> could be a year old for all we know. It could be like a thousand years old for all we know. Malt hop, yeast, and water. Mm-hmm. There you go. Lagunitas also has a fun brewery. They uh, they do lots of concerts. Their bartenders aren't the kindest. I've had a couple of frustrating run-ins with them, but... Uh, but the beer's good, and the tour is fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Evolution. Oh, Evolution. Uh, movie starts out, there's a, uh... A, a junior co- college. Uh, after you. Oh, say so it's a junior college. I forget the name of the junior college. Do you remember it? Mm. So, eh, somewhere whatever. in Arizona. Somewhere in Arizona. It's in the middle of, the, of Arizona, and, uh, it shows, uh, two basically college instructors who've given up actually you're introduced to david duchovny who's like uh most of you got a's in my class because my standards just aren't what they used to be (laughs) and i just can't bring myself to grade your papers anymore uh enter two idiot brothers (laughs) played by uh ethan embry and another guy (laughs) yeah and they're just like ethan supley sorry i keep Whoever Ethan Embry is, I keep getting him mixed up with <laughs> But um. when you see them, you'll recognize them and be like, "Oh, those are the fat party guys from movies with fat party guys." Yeah. Uh, and they're just like, "Oh, we didn't get a, we didn't get A's, we got C's." 
And basically, David Duchovny is, uh, can recite their paper on cells. Cells are bad. So, uh, my uncle in lived in a cell in prison, and he didn't like it. <laughs> and that got them C's. <laughs> yeah, C's for degrees. Woo! We're also introduced to Orlando Jones, who's hitting on some of the uh, female student bodies. He's not hitting on student bodies. She's just asking for if there's any way she can get extra credit or Because she's got to get into nursing school, because... Her manager thinks that nursing school look really good on her modeling. You know, like resume. Uh, so we can uh, we can discuss this uh, another time. <laughs> Enter that cock blocker, David DeCockney. <laughs> <laughs> David DeCockney. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, they're middle or blah, they're these junior college instructors who've given up on life. They just are in the system now. Uh, yes. But even before that, we're introduced to Stifler, uh, Sean William Scott. Oh, that's right. He's uh, <laughs> training to become a firefighter. With his uh, inflatable doll. <laughs> Indeed, when they, uh, a comet lands on there, lands in the middle of the wilderness where he's alone in training and with his, uh, what was it, 68 Buick Riviera? 68 Buick Riviera. Yeah. <laughs> that gets smushied. It does get smushied. What is it about Beer Rivera's getting destroyed in movies that I love? <laughs> not, not just do South anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, poor Riviera. But yeah, there's a comet crash. Um, mm-hmm. You know, surprisingly, nobody's killed. It's been over his own, honey. There's nothing out there. Yeah, and then uh, instantly uh, the the government's called in. They set up a perimeter around it. No, but they no, no. Um, okay. Originally, uh, Orlando Jones is called out because he signed up to be part of the Geographical Society or oh, Radiological right, yeah, right. Society because it looked good on his resume and he thought it would get him checked. So him and David Duchovny have to go out and check it out and they find a meteor that's crashed into a cave system. And it's oozing. David Duchovny is suspicious and takes a sample of the ooze uh, to study back at the lab, a.k.a. the junior college, Mm -hmm. and they discover it's teeming with life. That's right, and it's growing at an exponential rate. Yeah, it is. And Mm -hmm. so they want to go back and collect more samples, but they don't want to tell anybody about it. Um, But as uh, Orlando Jones and David Duchovny show back up that's when the government caught wind of it and we find out david duchovny's dark past that's right <laughs> and what is that dark past sweetie uh oh what is, i forgot his last name on this uh, murdoch or something no it's like crane or something yes yes ira crane that's ira crane yeah. yes so um yes yeah, so he plays ira crane turns out he used to work for the government he used to help create vaccines uh, he was banned from the government after a vaccine he was working on uh, to help with anthrax poisoning. Do you remember when anthrax was a threat? Still is, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we don't talk about it. We don't talk about that or black mold. <laughs> <laughs> and it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we just learned to live with them. Now, uh, anthrax vaccine, and in his defense, nobody got anthrax. But uh, they got all a whole heap of other things, including sudden death, anal leakage... Vomiting, nausea, disorientation, nightmares, inability to sleep. Basically everything horrible. And they called it a crane madness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this movie comes from uh, director Ivan Reitman. Who directed uh, such legendary comedies as the Ghostbusters. Uh Uh-huh. The original one. (laughs) Yeah, the original two. Yeah, just want to throw that out. And then Rick Moranis. 
I believe Rick Moranis helped him write it. Oh, no, Harold Ramis did. I know I'm sorry, that. Harold Ramis. That's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, huh? yeah. Harold Ramis, I apologize. Other guy with curly hair and glasses. The, the other funny Canadian guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those Canadians look the same. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, shit. Dead air. Dead air. So yeah, uh, Crane, Crane Madness. <laughs> yeah, Crane Madness. Um, uh, this is where we're introduced to the captain, or the colonel, and Julianne Moore, the beautiful head of the CDC, who's clumsy as hell. Indeed. Yes. Um, basically, they say that uh, Dr. Crane and Dr. I- or, and uh, Dr. Orlando Jones, <laughs> <laughs> or Professor Orlando Jones, uh, they can have some credit, but they're basically off the project. This is a government thing now. They got nothing. Yeah. Um, so they have to go, they head back to the um, the junior college, tail between their legs, and decide they're going to sneak into the uh, the facilities at night. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And they actually do pretty effectively. Uh, get past all the security. And but get... in the meantime, do you remember what happens with Stifler? So Stifler's work, he, he works for a golf club in the meantime, while oh, yeah. in between this. And uh, he's got a horrible manager who makes him do disgruntling work, which, watching this movie now as an adult, his manager's not that bad. No, he's just no. telling him to get the fuck back to work. Yeah, he's just like, hey, do your job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, during a big luau at, the, um, golf at the golf course, his boss gets eaten by a monster. That's right. Like some gator puppy looking thing. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out the cave system that the meteor crashed into has also extends under well extends pretty much under the whole valley under the college under everything yeah. so um dr dukovny and professor jones have to sneak in um and that's why this movie is a prequel to alien versus predator they got little xenomorphs running through all the cave system <laughs> eating people left and right you thought this was a comedy you thought wrong bitches <laughs> so so david dukovny puts on his old colonel's outfit and Orlando Jones puts on a private's outfit and they sneak in. That's how they sneak into yeah, this government yeah. facility. They put on some biohazard suits and it turns out that the ooze that had leaked out of the crater or out of the crater, ha, out of the meteorite has basically turned into a whole ecosystem. There's plants yeah. and bugs and everything eats something else. Things walking around, kind of flying around little bugs. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the shuffle, Orlando Jones' suit gets torn open. Yeah. A little bit in the back. Indeed. And a little mosquito-looking bug thing. It's not little, honey. The thing's like a oh, foot a, long. Yeah, not a, it's, it's a substantial eight inches. size. Yeah, it's eight good, inches. It's a good six-inch little mosquito guy. Goes, uh, apparently, allegedly, right up the butthole. <laughs> uh, starts swimming around the leg. And, uh, yeah, that's yeah. where we get the whole scene from the uh, the trailer. With, uh, <laughs> There's always time for a loop! <laughs> uh, this is where... Um, Blah, CDC check. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore kind of covers for them before the uh, the colonel finds out they're there. Mm-hmm. She gets them to the hospital and then basically boots them off and is just like, hey, I, you know, don't worry about it, but don't come back. Yeah, it's at this point I want to point out something in this movie I just couldn't even buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was mention earlier by Orlando Jones, like, ooh, CDC chick likes you. Um, she wants a boat, Ira. Ira. He, oh, Ira, Ira. And they're like hearing a little part, like, oh, you mean the frigid ice queen? What does she have to do? 
I'm not even attracted to her, blah, blah, blah. Like she's listening to their intercoms and their biohazards. Yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's how they get all of it. I thought it was like when they were in an interrogation room or something. But, yeah, um, there was no chemistry between them at all, period. No, no. I like, mean, she fell in front of him. That's like, about it. Like, Twilight levels. Like, like there, there, there wasn't even, like, cutesy little back and forth or anything. It was just... You know, David Duchovny's incredible delivery of every line he ever says that sounds like Kevin Costner narration. But <laughs> <laughs> and Julianne Moore He's was a goddamn American treasure, Steve. Uh, yeah, Duchovny, right. not Costner. Costner. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I, I mean, they're both kind of the same. I mean, they're treasures, but at the same time, um, yeah. I, I mean, I enjoy the X Files. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, he he does one character well, very sullen and serious. Uh huh. And the ladies just love it. Yeah. Allegedly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. 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 You, know yeah who, do. you know who he's married to? Who's he married to, Steve? Who's uh, an actress recently we've covered who delivers lines the exact same way? Matilda May? Uh, as, a, <laughs> as a newscaster in Deep Impact. Matilda May? <laughs> you, you just got Matilda May on the brain. I can't yeah. blame you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know who he wishes he was married to? Matilda May. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. No, t- Steve, who do you wish you were married to? Not Taya Leone. <laughs> I can imagine their uh, children being just hopefully mute, but <laughs> just, beautiful vacant vessels. <laughs> just <laughs> they're like bosses. You just beautiful doll-looking creatures. Hello, uh, father. Hello, uh, mother. <laughs> Do you have cereal for me? <laughs> oh, God. Would you like some milk with that, son? No, thank you. That's very exotic for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. DeCovney, we'd love to have you defend yourself on the podcast. <laughs> that's probably I'm never sure the happen. children are beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure they're great, and in real life, they're real pleasures to be around. But, um, yeah, I, I don't... The, the whole DeCovney-Julianne Moore relationship in this movie, I'm just like... Yeah. E- even later when Julianne Moore's like... I'm with that guy. Even she can't believe when she says, like, I would have rocked your world. And And I get she's supposed to be, like, awkward, works in a lab all day person. Except for if you're the head of CDC, the CDC, you have to work with a shit ton of people. Yeah, you're just getting a lot of of press conferences and stuff whenever there's a Zika breakout or, you know, something like that. I don't know. They're trying to make her awkward and stilted, except for... It's weird to say this, but she's kind of too charismatic to be that as awkward and stilted as they want her to be. <laughs> Sorry, I, was, <laughs> I just thought of Boogie Nights <laughs> in that movie. That is a giant cock. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple lines in this movie not unlike that <laughs> delivery. It's true, it's true. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, anyway. That's, anyway, that's one part the, of the creatures movie, are yeah. getting loose. Uh, Julianne Moore ends up leaving the whole government center to go with David Duchovny and Orlando Jones. Uh, the aliens are getting out of control and escaping the cave system, so they're going to vacate the... They're going to uh, force evacuation the whole town and the college. The college students are all going crazy because yeah. they're college students. What else are they going to do? Um, uh, they basically plan on just napalming the whole place. Turns out the aliens grow big. They grow faster in when introduced to heat. Yeah. Um, so they have to find out what kills the aliens. Uh, oh, is this before or after the mall scene? 
Um, Did I skip them all? After, I think we skipped them all scene. Yeah, it's, it's when they get loose. There's a big dragon one that's adept. Before they were dying off oh, because they couldn't breathe oxygen. Yes. Uh, but, they, but you know, with each generation, they were adapting. And then eventually they get out of the mines. And there's like a dragon looking one that's finally able to breathe and oxygen. And Stifler brings the alligator puppy to David Duchovny and is like, how much are you going to pay me for this? And yeah. he's like, well, I can't pay you anything, but you want to help us hunt some more of these? <laughs> <laughs> you do, hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's a whole scene where the dragon thing flies off and goes, oh, yeah, where anyone would go in that city? To the, the mall. mall. Yeah. yeah. It was a Glen, I think it's Glen Canyon, Glen Arizona. Glen Canyon, That's yes. Um, but yeah, it goes down there. There's a whole scene where they're chasing it down with shotguns in a mall. I think we've established that Tuki Tuki and Kaka Kaka are not working. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines of the whole damn movie. That was pretty good. Orlando Jones delivers that so deadpan, <laughs> and they just stare at each other for that awkward half a second. Well, you know, it's, it's waiting for the audience to laugh. <laughs> and here, you are so beautiful to me. Put some funk on it. Can't you see? <laughs> and, so, and then the dragon uh, starts flying back. Um, yeah, uh, they it steals a shoplifter. <laughs> steals a shoplifter. Yeah, uh, uh, they shoot it down with the shotguns. Double tap. <laughs> yeah, let me go dark meat. You have to ask. <laughs> um, By the way, one of the few movies where. They react like humans. They load that thing full of lead. They pop a couple in its head. <laughs> they, like, when it moves, they all shoot it a whole shit ton more times. Like, none of them are playing it cool. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> um, and so then uh, I think they, what, take part of it back to the junior college to, like, uh, analyze it and find out how they can kill it. Because, yeah, that's about mm. the time where they find out about the heat. They still have the ooze. Oh, that's right. The original ooze. Because that's they it. kept it refrigerated and it hasn't evolved. And they are asking, why hasn't this one evolved? And they said, I don't know, because we exposed it to air. Because it, we kept it cold. Because we have it under glass. There's too many things. We don't know how to stop these things. So they're going to napalm the desert. And uh, Orlando oh, Jones assigns this as one is a great right. time to start taking up smoking again. Mm-hmm. And he flicks his match. And in a, uh, a flick that... You couldn't have done twice. It lands yeah. right in the petri dish, and the organism just explodes and crawls up the wall. It turns out heat is one of the catalysts. Yes. And this is when David Duchovny notices Julianne Moore's shirt. Ah. Yeah. You know what's yeah. on the, the back the, of her shirt? It's the periodic table. Periodic right? table. And this is where I'm not. Now, I'm not a scientist, so please correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> You're uh, wrong, Steve. Basically, he looks at the periodic table and sees the position of like oxygen and arsenic, right? No, it's so we're carbon based. Oh, oh carbon based. Forms, okay. And if you go carbon. down and over, you get an arsenic. Yeah. These creatures are nitrogen based. So if you go to nitrogen, yeah. you go down and over, it's you selenium. get selenium. Yeah. Which my first thought, not most people's first thoughts, but having grown up in an agricultural setting. Arizona is often very heavily agricultural, even though it's desert. Mm. Um, Like California, Arizona, Nevada, this whole region is actually selenium deficient. And animals and humans, too, require selenium in their diet. It's a micronutrient. You don't need much, but you do need some to live. There's an injection actually called Bo-C, and it's pure... It's selenium with a few other things, and you give it as an injection. So you can get it in pretty concentrated forms. One, like, jar for, like, $9 will do a herd of like 60 sheep for like a year 
So that's what they get to uh, destroy the aliens, right? No. Enter our drunken fat party buddies, who the only thing in the world they know is that head and shoulders uses selenium to keep your head naturally flake-free, which it doesn't anymore. They've changed it to something else. There's no more selenium in yeah. head and shoulders. And it was like less than 1% of the shampoo or something like that, right? Well, yeah. I think, I think you said but something still. like it last night. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, they just get a shit ton of shampoo. Oh, no. They get a fire truck a fire truck. loaded up. That's right, yes. Full a of shampoo. A fire truck full of shampoo. <laughs> where are we going to get 200 gallons of... Uh, or where are we going to get 200 gallons of selenium at, at 2 in the morning? Head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. I do love the idea that something like a cheap brand of shampoo is what's going to save our planet from an alien invasion. That concept right there, I absolutely fucking love. It's, it's like, like it's like the end of Independence Day when they cover the rockets in Purell. Yeah. No, it would be like if Xenomorphs greatest, like, the greatest weapon against Xenomorphs was canned nacho cheese. That would be That'd be an interesting twist. That'd be an M. Night Shyamalan level twist. That would be, like, they're just, like, hitting them with, like, like we've been pulling all this heavily artillery. We just need super soakers full of nacho cheese. <laughs> that would explain why their blood is is acidic, like jalapenos. <laughs> it balances it out. <laughs> oh, my God. Steve. I have a sequel. <laughs> no, don't, don't worry, Ridley Scott. It's got to be one of the four sequels Ridley Scott's working on right now for the <laughs> franchise. <laughs> But I don't know. I just love the idea that something completely innocuous is what it saves the day. That yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they uh, take the fire truck, drive mm-hmm. it down uh, to where uh, to the it, cave system. Yeah, the cave system where the, the they're about to drop ca- napalm, napalm on uh, noseless monkey guys that the creatures have evolved into. That's right. Ugh. Ugly little creatures. They are pretty ugly. So yeah. which are uglier? The ugly monkeys from Congo? They're or ve- the... very similar. <laughs> I was half expecting diamonds to be involved. They start popping up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it's like, quick, get the lasers. <laughs> oh, who played the evil colonel in this? Uh, Buffalo Bill. That's right. I don't Buffalo remember the Bill. actor's name, but it was Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Uh, <laughs> He's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, great character actor. Um, I wish I knew his name, but I don't. Um, but yeah, they go down there. Uh, they ended up blowing something up because it did grow really fast. Like they, the, they do end up dropping the napalm. They have to um, get out of the cave system. They run out the back way they came in. They drop the napalm, and that forces the creature to evolve all at once. Um, which it basically just becomes a giant single-celled organism that's towering over yeah. the entire valley. Um, yeah, and it's, it immediately starts to reproduce. It's trying to split. Yeah, trying to split uh, by mitosis? Whatever. Uh, wh- yes, one of those mitosis. Osises. Um And so, last chance, they got the fire truck. They have to go under the organism to yeah. its... To its, its tender, an- anus? They have to find an entry point to shoot the selenium into it. So they so shoot they a shit ton of butt. head and shoulders up his butthole. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, another scene where Orlando Jones <laughs> ends up in orifice humor. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about this. Alrighty. Ted Levine plays General ah, Woodward. Yes. You may also know him as Captain uh, Leland from Monk. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He's a very uh, Stacy Keach looking, very Stacy Keach looking guy. Very funny. He's a oh, good yeah. Co- yeah, good character actor. Indeed. 
Um, so yeah, they. Oh, and we almost forgot. We forgot much like the intro. Oh did. my gosh, yes. Uh, Dan Aykroyd plays the mayor who the mayor, doesn't yes. fucking know shit. <laughs> yeah, and apparently actually, outranks everybody for some reason. Yeah, he's only got like maybe three to five minutes of screen time, but Dan but it's Aykroyd hilarious. gives it his all. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got some good lines in there. <laughs> Again, he plays a very similar character to what he plays in My Fellow Americans. Indeed, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, good stuff. But yeah, they blast it with the shampoo. Mm-hmm. It starts uh, having a reaction. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good recreation of the noises it makes. Yeah, it's pretty close. Oh, so, so and yeah. It and, explodes. and then it explodes, and, you know, they know how to clear out the system and all that. There's uh, a great ad for head and shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, like, Orlando Jones has it, like, upside down and backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it ends with the head and shoulders and uh, roll credits. It's a, I, this is a fun movie. It's pretty good. We skipped over some stuff because some of the stuff just should be a surprise. Yeah, and you yeah. I mean, like, there's jokes and stuff in there. It's tough to do this with the comedies and stuff because you don't want to ruin all the jokes. But. Yeah. So, so we stick to just the butt humor, which there was plenty of in this movie. <laughs> but uh, and that was—I didn't even like any of the butt humor when I watched it before. I let, like. I have grown into butt humor. I did not used to think it was funny. I now think it is much funnier than I did. There we go. I still liked this movie. Like, it's just a fun, goofy monster movie. I found the effects actually really good. Like the CGI. I find the physics in this movie. Well, the physics are ridiculous. More realistic than any, any Fast and Furious movie. Well, that's (laughs) not that difficult. There are things called organisms. Yeah. Um, There is such a thing as head and shoulders. Yeah. No, but like. As the physics of things, like the meteor falling to Earth and cr- partially crushing the Beer Riviera, and there, there's plenty of what you would call God's eye humor in this movie. <laughs> I never heard a butthole referred to as that before. <laughs> for a past episode, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's good, good little flick, and yeah, like the it's his karmic core, Steve. Mm. It's your karmic core too. Okay. If your karma is bad, you will have butthole problems. And trust me, your karma is about to get a hell of a lot worse. <laughs> what did you make for dinner, sweetie? <laughs> no, <I was> <laughs> uh, so yeah, evolution. Yeah, check it out. It was a good, what good did you think, flick. honey? I thought it was all right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, like I said, there's just certain parts where I'm just like, uh, whatever. For- Force the little romance in there. And, the romance feels quite forced. It's absolutely forced. But, you know. David Duchovny gives a wonderful deadpan delivery. He um, has some funny. He has some very funny lines in this. Orlando Jones is giving uh, it his fucking all. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Stifler does a great job being Stifler. Indeed. Um. So what did we learn from this movie? I learned mm-hmm. there is always time for lubricant. <laughs> you stole mine. I knew I would have to do that because <laughs> I didn't learn much from this movie. I learned that Head and Shoulders, more than just a dancer shampoo. That's right. Contains selenium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by, uh, by proxy of the selenium being arsenic, mm-hmm. uh, if we did the same thing, with le- we could turn lead into gold by yeah. introducing lead into a nitrogen-rich environment. Yeah. Right? Is that how I'm it sure works? I'm sure that's how it works. That's, that's also, just, that's just I science. learned... 
I want a bit of that cane madness. Mwah. All right. You, yeah. You Ira! Want... Ira! <laughs> that's, that's the most horrifying part of that movie when Orlando jumps. <laughs> when Orlando right. jumps, especially when he's like grinding him from behind. You're like, Ira! Oh, Ira! Ira! Stop it, that's unsettling. <laughs> that, is, that is the most uncomfortable part of that movie, am I yeah, wrong? That is. is more uncomfortable than knowing that Orlando Jones has hands in his ass unleashed. <laughs> that's true. Ice cream. <laughs> you know what else anyway. I learned from this movie? What did you learn, sweetie? Orlando Jones. More than just the make seven up yours guy. Indeed. Uh, which leads us to your questions. Uh, but first, I think we need another beer. Oh I'm my god, we do. We have so many beers. Um, uh, we have a cerveza, Mipa, Pivo, Broski, Bier, from, hey, that's what it says on the can here. From Bohemian from Brewing. From Bohemian Lagers, we have a Chilni Buck, Schwarzbier. It's a Schwarzbier. Old school brew. Good old black beer. Yeah. This comes in a can. It's from Utah. We smuggled this across state lines. Shh. Shh. <laughs> anybody gives two shits. About to pop my top, Steve. Are you ready for this? Do it. Oh, my top. <laughs> and look, you didn't even have to lick it off me. <laughs> ah! And the pool. Oh, nice that is a lager. nice dark lager. Wow, it has a few ruby highlights, but that is pretty, pretty dark. It's got a kind of medium khaki-colored head. This beer, uh, let's see, it smells a little toasty. It smells a little tart. Has this beer gone a little sour? A little bit. Yeah, yeah I got a lot of the, uh, the green apple on it, but it's not overly Not as bad tart, as the other one, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, this beer... I'm not going to lie, these beers were much better in person yeah. than they were in the can. Pretty much all of them. These are good beers in person. If you find yourself in Utah, go to the yeah. brewery. They have amazing, amazing German it's food. In, uh, it's Salt. in Midvale, Utah, near the corner of State Street and 7200 South. Open Monday through Friday till late, Saturday till 5, close Sundays. <laughs> Wait, that's the Shane Company. <laughs> but that is also, I think, a block away. Steve just turned into <laughs> the Shane Company commercial. This, this episode is brought to you by the Shane Company. No, anyway. I love it. <laughs> no, it's not, but... It's Shane Company's looking to sponsor podcast. Hey. Hey. All right. So your questions. Oh, as far as yeah. fun facts, uh, I didn't find out really any super duper fun facts for this movie. So mm-hmm. no fun facts. Super fun facts. facts fun, 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 fun facts. So we're going to learn some uh, fun facts about us with these questions. Um, the first one comes from Front Row Reviews at Front Row Review Z. Um, I mean... There needs to be a serious discussion as to whether this, the replacements, or drumline, is the definitive Orlando Jones performance. Ooh, I was gonna ask what the greatest Orlando Jones movie was. Um, I mean, it's, I, I I haven't seen Drumline. I've seen I have. bits and pieces like on TBS mm-hmm. or whatever it's on there. It's pretty. I not think I gotta shit. give it to The Replacements. That's also yeah. just a really fun good I movie. I love The Replacements. As much as I love this movie, I have to give it to The Replacements being a superior movie. Absolutely. This is a really good movie, though. Shane Falco. If I was going to judge <laughs> Orlando Jones' entire filmography based just on these two movies, I would assume he was in a bunch of good movies. 
I I would say Replacements is best performance. I would say without a doubt, absolute worst movie he's ever been in. Yeah. Say it ain't so. <laughs> For those of you who have seen that horrible piece of shit, uh, it's from <laughs> Our the condolences Fer- go out. It's, to you. it's from the Farrelly Brothers. It's hard to find now, which I'm okay with. They've buried it. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, it's like Farrelly Brothers. It was him. Uh, Chris Klein is that the guy from American Pie? The big dopey looking guy that was in Rollerball. I don't know. Uh, Heather Graham. The whole story about it is uh, Chris Klein and Heather Graham banging, uh, but then finding out they may be brother and sister. And Orlando Jones is like uh, a Vietnam <laughs> vet, looks like Jimi Hendrix in a wheelchair, who's just kind of there for comic mm. relief and stuff. It's not the mm. Farrelly Brothers' finest film by any means. Uh, but yeah. So replacements, go check that out. Yeah, <laughs> also watch this movie. It's Keanu, Gene Hackman, John Favreau. I mean, a great cast in that movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, thanks for and the base, reviews. Oh, and there's a very good thirty for thirty. Oh yeah, on the event that takes that uh, in which the replacements is basically making fun of. Yeah, the eighty-seven uh, NFL lockout uh, that happened. Uh, the thirty for thirty focuses on the Washington Redskins, and that's basically the team. This is based the the. Oh my god, they're like the Stallions or something You've like that in the movie. You've never actually rooted for the Redskins more never. than when you watch this, never. this documentary. You feel really bad for these... I feel really bad for these guys. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, check it out. Bring uh, 30 back for the 30. scabs! Bring back the scabs! <laughs> yeah. Bring back the scabs! Yeah, ESPN... Those 30 for 30s are fucking awesome. I like, don't even like sports ball, and I, I love the 30 for 30s. I, I watched, like, tennis ones that, like, had me intrigued. Yeah. And I've watched every single one you've put on. Yeah. If I could think of a weak one, maybe the Ricky Williams one, and that was just because I was like, hey, okay, cool, he likes to get high and not play football. I understand that. Is that Why the guy he... who was hiding in a trailer in Turlock? Yes. Okay. Yes. See, I one. found that one particularly interesting because I knew all the places well, well, I mean, he was hiding. It's an interesting character study and all that. Yeah. So, but like I said, that's like the weakest one I can think of. Often. I think my I personally feel the most powerful one is uh, The Day the Game Stopped, the one about the... 89 World Series and the Loma Prieta Earthquake. I lived through that and I learned things. Like, that had me in tears. And I don't tear up at movies. What movies have you seen me tear up at? Uh, Let's see. Fate of the Furious. Except for Moana. I just... Oh, Moana, yeah. Moana got me. Grandma things get me. Yeah. It's like like the dad things get me. Yeah. Fucking Frequency. That movie's fucking horrible. How did that (laughs) one get me? Don't you hate it when a movie that's not good starts to get you and just like, fuck you, movie. Like you don't movie. get my emotions. That's right. So thanks for our reviews. Um, <laughs> next question. Oh, it's another sports one. Uh, comes from Death by Film at Death by Film. Death by Film. Great little podcast. What is your favorite basketball movie? I'm glad you asked Death by Film. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to make Steve super angry. No, we got to do a basketball movie month, I think. And you know what's at the top of my list, Steve? Probably Space Jam. You were going to be so angry. Is it? Ooh, you're right. It's a tie. Oh, okay. Between Space Jam. And He Got Game. I understand. And Air Bud. Can't <laughs> have. I was the perfect age when Air Bud came out. I was their prime demographic. It's, it's a dog who plays basketball, Steve. I have no wife. <laughs> no. I love you. Uh, I can understand. Um, 
Like, <laughs> who doesn't love dogs? Good question. Yeah. Um, who doesn't love basketball? It's true. Yeah. Should they be together? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. It's like putting... It's League like, has very strict rules against that. <laughs> do they? They do. Because isn't there also one about like a donkey who plays basketball? <laughs> what? Oh no, I'm thinking racing stripes about the zebra who races with uh, <laughs> with Harlan Williams. <laughs> yeah, because basketball. Do, have you do you do you know what basketball is? I've been drinking. <laughs> you had like half a beer. <laughs> um, I like he got game, even though I know it's not really a basketball movie. It just has I know basketball Steve's people favorite in it. Basketball related movie of all time. Do you want a man? Nope. I don't want you like even more than that. What's that? Basketball. Basketball. <laughs> that is, is definitely the one I would watch the most. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with basketball. Good choice. <laughs> Coming next week. I know my husband so well. Yeah. Welcome to the jam. We, oh, the space jam. We totally got to do a basketball month where we oh, watch yeah. basketball. Space Eddie, jam. Eddie, he got game. Oh, do we have to watch Eddie? <laughs> you know what? I want to watch a game because that actually has a lot of like real NBA players in it. It's true. And Frank Ooh. and Frank Langella. I feel he like only shows up. It's true. On our Frank Langella only does the finest podcast based for <laughs> podcast fodder movies. All right, Steve. Maybe you know the answer to this. Maybe this will have to be an extended question. What movie has the most basketball legends in it? Um, like cinematic release movies? Yeah. Or like documentary? No, like cinematic release movies. Probably Eddie. Probably like, Eddie? Like they use, like, I think everyone in there, like even like the whole team is like guys like Dwayne Shinses and Greg Ostertag that absolutely nobody knows or cares about. No, but... I said basketball players, honey. <laughs> How dare you. Oh, do you mean dogs? <laughs> yeah, like Airbud and the buddies. Uh, I do have to grant Airbud spawned the worst. I'm gonna finish the, my beer. <laughs> the worst series franchise of all time, and those are the buddy movies. And if you don't think those are the fucking worst pieces of crap that have ever crossed the earth, I want to see you get through space, buddies. Yeah, say what number was it when they ended up in space? Seven or eight, <laughs> and they made like ten more after that. They anyway. always. Go, why do they always go to space? They always do. All right. And our last question comes from Weird Science DC. It's uh, from at Weird Science DC. Great little uh, comic book podcast. They kind of specialize in really good stuff. All right. Best hockey movie. After Youngblood, of course. Not going to lie. Haven't heard of Youngblood. Nope. They're wrong. Because the best hockey movie of all time is Mighty Ducks. It's tough to argue with Mighty Ducks. Followed by D2 Mighty Ducks. (laughs) Because there's Team Iceland. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah, Iceland yeah. is nice. Greenland is nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Greenland is ice, and Iceland is very nice. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Slapshot. All right. Paul Newman. No? Not ringing any bells? Ooh, I'm about to make everybody super angry. Men with brooms. I know it's curling. I'm going to count hockey. them as the same thing. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> well, there you have it. Mighty Ducks it is. Yeah. Fight me on it. By the way, Fight I, me. I, it's it's been twenty to twenty five years since I've seen the Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. Didn't that start out Emilio Estevez like doing community service for drunk driving or something like yeah. that? So it's like Bad News Bears. Yeah, with with, okay. with hockey. Yeah, 
I only remember bits and pieces of that movie. I, I should watch it again. Ooh, are we going to have to do uh, childhood trauma movies? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Plenty of those around. I don't know why Mighty Ducks has to do with that. <laughs> movies involving drunk driving that you watched as a child? No, adults who, uh, adults who inflict trauma and have to work with children. <laughs> Probably a pretty good variety. I of think those. we can get at least. I'm saying bad news bears. All those. yeah, those are just the two we can come up with off our heads. We haven't even uh, researched on this. The, honestly, I'm trying to think of one where that's not the case. You know what? <laughs> all those earnest movies. Yeah, oh, did all so many kids. Why would they think that would be a good idea? <laughs> all right, podcast world, send us your favorite movies where adults are forced to work with children. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, yeah, send that to us at yeah. Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Ah, uh, So until next time. Uh, well, uh, before we sign, sign off, mm-hmm. thank you. Oh, thank, thank you, you all. so much. Thank you all for listening. The Movie Pod Squad, Potter and Family, Podfix Network, Poop Culture guys, all the castaways, all you guys out there. Thank you for listening. Let us know you're listening. Let us know your yeah. thoughts on our... Uh, silly fucking ideas that come up on the show. <laughs> um, yeah, hit us up online, uh, Patreon, all that stuff. We're out there. Yeah, we you are. Can, you can find us whether you like it or not. Um, so, uh, but before we send off, we're also uh, we're also sponsored this week, so we just wanted to say thank you for listening. And until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, learned I Learned From Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. A word from our sponsors. Planets can be tough work, and so is keeping your hair clean, shiny, and dandruff-free. So it's a good thing that we always keep a healthy supply of head and shoulders around the house.